Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast. My name is Jackie Pilosoff, and I'm your host. I'm the creator of Divorced Girl Smiling, the company that connects people facing divorce with trusted, vetted divorce professionals. We're also a podcast, a website, a mobile app, and I offer the free consult. Before we get started, I want to take a minute to recommend a wonderful law firm in Chicago. The name of the firm is Katz and Stefani, and they have been a firm since 2008. I have known Dan Stefani for over 20 years. He's one of the co-founders. Katz and Stefani has nine divorce attorneys who all have different niches. I know all of them. They are professional, well-respected, well-known, and extremely dedicated to the profession. If you want to learn more, you can find them at katzstefani.com or in the Trusted Professional section of Divorced Girls Smiling. So one of the most heartbreaking things that I hear when people are getting divorced is the scenario where the divorce is high conflict and when one parent alienates the kids from the other parent. I think it is so heartbreaking and it's a scenario that hits home for me because I have a couple of friends who are very close that that's happened to. It hurts kids, it hurts both parents, It literally ruins lives and it makes me really, really mad when I think about people doing it. I think people doing it, do it out of spite, anger, being vindictive, but also I think people do it out of sickness and it really, really is upsetting. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about parental alienation, signs of how you know if you're being alienated, and then what not to do and what to do if you feel like you're a victim. And to talk about this, I have with me Jenna Noble. Jenna is a coach who helps people reconnect with their children, help them in knowing what to say, getting support, and minimizing legal costs. And Jenna is the co-founder of Pathways Family Coaching, and I'm so glad that she is here to talk about this very, very serious topic. Hi, Jenna. Hi, Jackie. Thanks for having me. I I am so looking forward to talking about this because I don't know if you could sense how angry and bitter I get even talking about parental alienation. It's, It's just so upsetting to me. And you have built a career on helping people, you and your partner, Monique Mason, help people get out of these situations and repair the relationship with the kids and minimize the damage, right? Yeah, we do. We try our best. And tell me how you guys got into this business. Well, through personally living it, unfortunately, we both have stories involving alienation um, through several generations in our family. And, you know, I think both of us kind of at the same time and in different parts of the world had a realization that if we weren't helping other families going through this, then we were kind of part of the problem instead of the solution, right? And we also found that when we were going through all of our struggles, trying to navigate alienation, 
um, we were in panic mode, reaching out to every professional that would listen to us, and nobody really had any good guidance for us or solutions for us. They could tell us what was happening, which we resonated with, but nobody could say, well, now that you know what it is, here's what you have to do to, you know, sort it out for your family. So how did you get the training? What kind of training did you guys do for this? So <laughs> training is a complicated question. So, you know, 40 years of personal navigation, I think is probably the, the best training that you could ever have. You know, hindsight is called hindsight for a reason. And I think a lot of what I teach parents and what Monique teaches parents now um, are things that we should have done, the, the errors that we made that cost us hugely in, in our cases and with our children that we now know, hey, if we had done it the other way, that would have worked out. Um, and then as far as coaching goes, we went and became certified coaches, um, not necessarily in this niche area because, you know, you have to gain experience in that, but we became coaches. They also took a divorce mediation, so we're certified in that as well, which helps our skill set when it comes to navigating, especially, you know, when you're having to have communications with um, a high conflict couple. Let's get into this and tell me what, in your definition, is parental alienation? Well, typically it's when a couple is separating that it happens, but I want to be clear that I have a lot of clients that are still in an intact relationship in the home, living with their spouse, and they are completely alienated from their children. So typically it is when one parent knowingly or unknowingly um, coerces or shows um, a negative viewpoint of their co-parent and then the child picks up on that and starts to share that negative viewpoint or coerces them into actually fearing um, or even hating their other parent. Now there's definitely, I would think, different degrees of parental alienation. There's everything from mild little things to they want the kids to not even ever see the other parent again and to hate them, right? So, and then Absolutely. everything in between. So it's a long spectrum from just a little thing to the worst. Absolutely. And the unfortunate piece is the spectrum, even though it may be a um, not as intense case of alienation, it may be mild, but if it's left unchecked with any, without any sort of professional guidance or direction or tools for the parent, it can become one of those severe cases pretty quickly. For people listening who are wondering like, I'm so glad I'm listening to this because I think I might be a victim. I think that this, my husband or my wife might be doing this to me. Tell me what are some signs? Usually the signs, um, again, hindsight. A lot of clients come to me and say, you know, this was happening even when I was married and I didn't know at the time. So I think usually the most recognizable signs when a parent is going through it is when their child's behavior changes. The child starts to distance themselves from them. They start to become um, you know, disrespectful to them. They may even start accusing them of things. Uh, parroting language where you might say to yourself, gee, that was weird. That sounded just like my ex-husband, something he would say. Right, so these little red flags start to, to uh, stand out, but typically the parent doesn't understand what's going on behind the scenes, so they think their child has a behavioral problem. Do you ever have clients who tell you, I feel like my kids are now afraid of me? 
I feel like they don't talk to me the way they used to. They're not nice to me. They never want to do stuff with me. And so all of these, Jenna's nodding, by the way. So she's agreeing with me. Um, So I want to get into what do you do? You're listening to the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast with Jackie Pilisoff. I'm your host. I'm here today with Jenna Noble, a high conflict strategist and coach for victims of parental alienation. And we are going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what not to do and what you can do and steps you can take to minimize the damage to the kids, and your relationship. We'll be right back. Co-parenting relationships take work, especially when substance abuse is involved. You want to do right by your kids without jeopardizing your peace of mind or their safety. If you're co-parenting with an ex-spouse who abuses alcohol, Soberlink can help. Soberlink's alcohol monitoring system is the most convenient, reliable, and no-nonsense way for a parent to provide evidence that they're not drinking during parenting time. The system's real-time alerts, facial recognition, and tamper detection ensure the integrity of each test so you can be confident your kids are with a sober parent. With Soberlink, judges rest assured that your child is safe, attorneys get court-admissible evidence of sobriety, and both parents feel empowered. If you want to sign up for Soberlink or learn more, you can find them in the Trusted Professional section of Divorce Girl Smiling or go to www.soberlink.com slash D-G-S for Divorced Girl Smiling. And if you use that link, you get $50 off. I also want to take a minute and talk about a wonderful law firm in Fort Worth, Texas called Varghese Somerset Family Law. It's headed up by divorce attorney Turner Thornton, and Turner is a skilled negotiator, experienced litigator, and just great, great person. And he has successfully guided hundreds of individuals and families through the most tumultuous times of their life. This firm is top-notch, They are well-known, well-respected, and very trustworthy and dedicated to the profession. If you want to learn more, you can find them in the Trusted Professional section of Divorced Girl Smiling, or you can find them at FamilyTexas.com. Welcome back to the Divorced Girl Smiling podcast. My name is Jackie Pilisoff. I'm your host. I'm here with Jenna Noble high conflict strategist and coach, and we are talking parental alienation. Jenna and her partner, Monique Mason, have dedicated their entire practice, which is called Pathways Family Coaching, to helping victims of parental alienation get reunified with their kids, get their kids back, have a better relationship, and minimize the damage that the kids are feeling from the alienation. Jenna, when I first asked you before we were on the podcast, before we were recording, I said, 
So we're going to talk about, you know, what you can do. And you said to me, well, I can tell you what not to do. So what are some of the things? Let's start with that. What should people not do when they feel that they're starting to be almost like outed, you know, like they're, they're being kicked out of the group almost. Yeah. Well, I think I said to you, the first thing you don't want to do is react. So most parents go into panic mode. They don't know what's happening. Um, or maybe they started Googling their child's behaviors and, and learned about parental alienation. So now they're in like full blown panic mode and they want to protect their children. So you have to remember that the experience in itself is obviously traumatic for the children, but it's also very traumatic for the parent that's being alienated from the children. So a lot of the behaviors that parents start to present are trauma responses. And your children need someone in their life who is stable and who is calm and who is rational. So if you start to escalate, if you start to react to the situation in a negative way, you're unfortunately actually going to push your children further away from you and further into the alienation. Um, and you're also not going to get any, you know, or, or you're not going to be able to, excuse me, stabilize your children who are dealing with dysregulated emotions because of the manipulation that's going on behind the scenes for them. So don't react. All right. No. But what does that look like? Like, give me a concrete example of somebody who becomes like traumatized by this and how do they act? Well, they become needy. I always tell my clients, you don't want to be needy. So I kind of use the example of, you know, you go on a first date, maybe you're enjoying yourself on that first date. And you say to the guy or the girl, hey, you know, what are you doing on Saturday? And they're like, well, I'm busy on Saturday. And you're like, that's okay. How about Sunday? And they're like, well, no, actually I have a meeting on Sunday. That's okay. What about Monday? Right? Anybody in their right mind would go running from that date and say, wow, that guy was super needy. I'm never, you know, accepting another date from him. It, it was too much. Children actually feel the same way. So when you start to escalate and react, you start to demonstrate really needy behaviors of your children, right? Please come out with me. Why aren't you answering my phone calls? Why won't you talk to me? Come on, I love you. Don't you love me anymore? Why are you angry at me? What did I do? Now, the child's actually dealing with another parent who's using them to meet their own emotional needs, the alienator, right? So they're in this massive emotional pressure cooker already of having to take care of an adult in their life. And they don't know how to do that. They're kids. And now they have this other parent on the other side who's reacting the exact same way and saying, look at me, look at me, I need you to take care of me now, right? So you don't want to put your emotions and your needs onto your child by escalating the situation. What I want to say to my listeners is this isn't easy to do. If I felt like I was being alienated, I know for sure the first thing I would do is say, we always used to do this together. Why don't you now suddenly want to do this with me? Oh my gosh, why are you being so mean to me? Why are you not respecting me? I would freak. Yep. And so we understand. What I want to tell the listeners is if you're listening to this, Jenna's really trying to help you. And But we do understand it's not easy not to react. It's heartbreaking. We know that you're probably so traumatized by this and it's heartbreaking and upsetting and it's, it's infuriating. But if you hold back, what Jenna is saying is that you're going to come out ahead later and it's not going to help to do this. Yes, exactly. It's very, very difficult. And that's why, you know, we recommend people hire someone like myself or Monique, a coach to guide them through that and help them to know how to respond appropriately to different situations that might be arising in your house with your kids and your ex. 
you know, what to do and what not to do in that situation. Have somebody that you can email or contact in an emergency and say, I'm literally hiding in my bathroom right now and I don't know how to, you know, respond to my daughter when she said this to me, right? Because these things are not natural. They're, the things that we're teaching you to do are actually incredibly counterintuitive to what you would naturally do as a parent. Absolutely. I, I, I That's what I just said. I would do everything mm -hmm. wrong. But most people would because these kids who were treating you one way now have just completely done a 180 and are treating you a different way. And it's not their fault. They're being brainwashed. So, so tell me what you do, what you guys do. What do the sessions look like? Do people come see you every week? How does it work? Yeah, so it's situationally dependent, obviously, dependent on how many kids are, are ages of the children, um, who's doing the alienating, because believe it or not, sometimes it's not the other parent. Sometimes it's your mom, it's your dad, it's a cousin, right? Somebody else in the family unit. So, um, yeah, typically our sessions are an hour long and it's uh, catered to the person that's sitting in front of us, what's going on in their life. So usually the first couple of sessions, we get down to basics. We teach you all those kind of counterintuitive do's and do nots of how to handle what is happening in your life. You start to implement. We meet together again and we start to talk about, okay, tell me about some of the things that have happened. Let's dissect those now, right? How did you react when your child said that to you? How do you think you should have reacted or could have reacted better in that situation to minimize the damage? Right? You have to remember that the best moments that we have to actually stabilize our children and, and continue in that relationship with them and not allow them to slip into the alienation or to recover them from the alienation are actually in those worst moments when your children's behavior is like the worst you've ever seen, that most explosive. Right? If you can use skills in those moments to stabilize the situation, it's only going to reconnect you to and ground you to further. And counteract the narrative that's being built about you from the other parent. Let's talk about the other parent. How do you help people? How do you talk to the person? You know, you want to scream at them and say, why are you doing this? You're turning so-and-so against me. Do you teach people how to deal with that and talk to the other parent? We do, yeah. When we teach them skills when necessary, which is usually always, again, dependent on the situation. Um, you know, communication skills, what they have to and how don't have to respond to. Um, parents that are alienating tend to be pretty emotionally dysregulated, and they're kind of like a, you know, a tornado at all times. So you don't have to be swept in that. Teaching them that they can sit back. Not everything is an emergency. You don't have to respond right away. You don't have to respond to the allegations that are being thrown at you all the time. You don't have to always defend yourself. You don't have to get sucked into that world word salad, right? Keep it professional, um, keep it pleasant. You know, don't ever be reactive. Um, and we try to teach them, believe it or not, and this makes most parents, you know, feel sick when I say this, when they're going through this. We try to help them to step into a position of empathy for their co-parent because people that alienate their children are not healthy people, right? Something happened to them too in their childhood or whatever that has made the situation um, that they're creating now, right? So if you can have empathy, it's always much easier to respond to somebody when they're attacking you. You bring up such a good point. And I had a conversation with a therapist who said, 
try to think of the person in a wheelchair. And I said, why'd you say that? And she said, because if, if she was in a wheelchair and there was something physically wrong, there's no difference. She has something emotionally, mentally wrong with her. So if you try to see her in a wheelchair, you won't be so angry. You'll feel more sorry for her. Ever yeah. hear anything like that? Yeah. All right. I was just going to ask you when, you, and I should have asked this at the beginning of the interview, why do people do this? What is the reason for parental alienation? Why would somebody do this to their kids and to their spouse? Well, there's a lot of different reasons. Um, sometimes it's just anger surrounding the separation and the divorce, right? I feel spited. You left me, you cheated on me, you know, whatever entitlement they may feel in that moment and they want to punish their ex and what better way to hurt them than to um, have their own children reject them, right? So some of it can be that. Research shows quite honestly that most of the times there is some level of um, personality disorder features going on in the individual that's doing it. We have to be honest, right? People do not do this that have a healthy mind. They would never want to create any sort of harm. They want to protect their children, a healthy person, right? But somebody that alienates is unable to recognize their child's needs and separate them from their own and see that they're actually causing harm to that child by removing their other parent from their life. So, yeah, I think it comes mostly down to uh, mental health issues, usually bipolar disorder, maybe borderline personality disorder features, narcissistic personality disorder features. It doesn't mean the person has a personality disorder, but you know, some people just have a high level of those features in their personality. That is just so sad to me. So sad. Jenna, this has been so wonderful. I have one more question. Is there hope? Tell me about, does this ever get better for people and does it ever go back to normal? Whatever that means. Yes, absolutely. There is hope. Um, it is not an easy hill to climb. In honesty, the sooner that you can catch this and start to intervene and gain professional assistance with intervening, the better chance of a, a positive outcome you're going to have. Right. If you let it sit until your children are no 17, 18 years old, it becomes a lot more difficult, but it's still not hopeless. It's just a harder uphill battle. Um, and I mean, we, I wouldn't continue doing it if I didn't get emails and phone calls from my clients saying, you know, thank you. Sometimes I get an email a year later saying, I just wanted, you know, I reconnected with my daughter. Thank you so much. Right. So that's what keeps Monique and I both going is the results that families are having. It's not perfect. Not everyone has success, but you know, a lot of people do. So don't, don't give up is all I can say. What a beautiful way to have a career. I mean, what a wonderful way to spend your life helping people like this. You guys are amazing. Jenna, thank you so, so much for taking time to talk about this serious subject. Tell my listeners the best place where they can find you. So best way to call or contact us is probably through our client care email. So it's clientcare at pathwaysfamilycoaching.com. Um, and one of us will get back to you. And if you just go to pathwaysfamilycoaching.com, you'll find the email form. Yes. Yeah. That's our website where you can contact us. There's a 1-800 number there as well.
So to my listeners, if you feel like you're a victim of parental alienation, I'm giving you a big, big virtual hug. And I'm so sorry you're going through this. I feel very inspired by this podcast that there is hope and that if you are willing to do some work, I think you will benefit tremendously. If you want to find Jenna and Monique, you can go to their website, like we said, or you can go to divorcedgirlsmiling.com where you can find them and also other trusted, vetted, wonderful divorce professionals. And also on divorcedgirlsmiling.com, you can listen to more podcasts, read articles, download my mobile app and sign up for my free consult. So thank you so much for listening, everybody. Jenna, thanks again for being on the podcast. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. And we will talk to everyone real soon.